0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Joey's upcoming season of The Bachelor and
1: interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up everybody, welcome to podcast number 370 host reality steve thank you all for tuning in a good thursday show for you we got a first-time guest coming on Lindsay Wyndham, who was on clayton's season of the bachelor she was also on last season of bachelor in paradise albeit briefly at the very end got some really good stories though to share and kind of confirm some stuff that i've been basically telling you uh for years now but she's got a lot of other good stuff as well so um we'll have get to Lindsay uh, momentarily So I also wanted to promote um, today's Daily Roundup. If you haven't heard it, I understand that a lot of you might be sick of the Clayton story, but we're getting down to the nitty-gritty because Laura Owens is claiming pregnant with twins with Clayton. She has set a due date of February 14th, so something's going to happen in the next two months. We don't know what. I don't really know what her endgame is. I don't really understand it. However, yesterday she released a Facebook post. A video of herself. She recorded herself basically whining and crying about how she's being bullied by me and Dave Neal. It was only up for less than 30 minutes, and then she took it down. But her Facebook page is public, or at least it was two days ago. Yesterday, it was public as well, because I checked it again yesterday to see, did she put it back up? Well, someone screen recorded it and has posted it. So I do a deep dive into her six minute and 28 second video And call her out for the things that she should be called out for. And I think that we're in a situation now where you got to understand this is a woman who's trying to infringe on people's First Amendment rights. And we're going to just keep saying it. And we're going to keep questioning, keep sending her the questions that she never answers. So I go over that for a good 20 minutes in today's daily roundup. It's probably, it's the last 20 minutes of the podcast. So get ready because I definitely have some thoughts on that Facebook post she made yesterday, which is frankly embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Maybe that's why she realized, maybe that's why she deleted it because she realized she embarrassed herself by even posting that thing. But my gosh, loaded with just fallacies incorrect information, fake news, whatever you want to call it. And I just can't stand that. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it out when I see it. She calls Dave and I bullies. Basically, that video is Dave and Steve have been bullying me for two months. Please feel sorry for me. That's what it is. She tries to pretend that's not what it is, but we all know that's what it was. So go listen to it on the Daily Roundup. I promise you won't be disappointed. And you are going to realize six minutes and 28 seconds, she said and proved absolutely nothing. The other thing yesterday that happened was the fact that Joey's women went official, just like I said on the Daily Roundup yesterday, uh, yesterday morning that I was hearing that they were going to be going official and ABC was going to be releasing Joey's women on the internet yesterday, they did most of them, if not all of them have gone public on their Instagram. So I didn't spend a lot of time looking at uh, any of their profiles because I don't really care uh, what they have picture wise. It's not a big deal to me. I know other people will spend countless hours dissecting every single thing they do. It's not for me. Um, But I do want to say, I say it in the daily roundup and I'll say it on this weekly podcast. You got to remember the bios that come out, they're on abc.com, they're on bachelornation.com where the women are given a paragraph about themselves and then they throw in these three fun facts. Just know that that is all controlled by production. So when someone has a fun fact in there that says she read her first book last summer, do you honestly believe that? Do you honestly believe they cast a woman on the show who's read one book in her life? She doesn't have to be a book nerd, but just putting it out there And and like I say in the Daily Roundup, I'll say it here. I understand that there are podcasts out there that will dedicate one, if not two episodes, to going through every single profile given on TheBastronation.com of all 32 women on Joey's season and will have laughs and giggles at their expense. And they can do whatever they want. You'll never hear me do one of those um, podcasts. I'm not going to sit there and go over 32 women and see what they said. Because those fun facts, most of them, aren't true. So why am I going to sit here and form any sort of opinion on something that isn't true to begin with? I'm not telling how other podcasters should do their shows. I get it. That's their thing. That's what they want to do. Fine. But I just want to explain to you, when you do hear these fun facts, just know that there's no way to prove that those women ever said that. And I guarantee you, at some point, most of these women will take to their Instagram or say something to the effect of, I never said that. It happens every single season. And these women have a right to say that because they didn't write that about themselves. Because some of these things are so ridiculous. She just read her first book last year. I think it was about Jess. Yeah. Jess, Jessica. I don't know what she goes by on the show. I know nothing about Jessica Edwards. But what I do know, and I'm pretty sure, 99.9% sure, She's read more than one book in her life. Come on now. I just, I think it's sad that this is what the show resorts to. And they've been doing this for years. They used to do it with the job titles, because we've all seen those in the past. Remember Haley and Emily on Ben Hagen season? It said under their name, Twins. And people are like, oh my God, what's a job title? How are you is a twin a job title? Oh my gosh. Kelly Travis, Juan Pablo season, Dog Lover. I was at a job or what? It's just like they're just screwing with you to get a reaction out of you. Let's not take the bait every single season and believe every single word of those curated profiles. But I'll say it, but it'll go in one ear and out the other uh, for a lot of people, I think. But, yeah, go check that out on the Daily Roundup. But like I said, the last 20 minutes – We get to hear all of Laura Owens' Facebook post from the other day that she deleted after 30 minutes, but somebody thankfully screen recorded on a public Facebook page. So I know Laura's going to claim that I'm bullying her by doing this. No, I'm not. We're exposing you, not bullying you. There's a major, major difference. This podcast is brought to you by microdose.com. You've probably heard the word microdosing. I know um, all sorts of people that are microdosing now. You've heard of those gummies, people taking gummies at night. They make you feel just right. Get your body and mind at peace. Get you focused, a little energized. Gets you in the zone. It also relieves anxiety or pain or muscle tension. You can use it, you know, exercise or post-workout recovery. Helps you fall asleep and helps you stay asleep. Look, you don't have to take a ton of these. It's not like you're taking, you're popping th- 2 or 3 THC gummies every night. You take a half of a gummy and it puts you right in the mood. That's what I need. Just a half. That's all. You're not going to be high. It's not like you're smoking weed. It just gets you relaxed, gets rid of all your stresses, trust me. You can even read more about it and learn more about microdosing THC by going to microdose.com. Use promo code Reality Steve to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, promo code Reality Steve. Microdose.com, promo code Reality Steve for 30% off your first order. All right, here we go. Podcast number 370. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, you saw her on Clayton's season of The Bachelor, and then. Briefly, on season eight of Bachelor in Paradise, first time ever on the podcast, it is Lindsay Wyndham. Lindsay, how are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is my very first podcast ever.
1: I know, I because I, I, I was like, I wonder if she's done it. And the reason I reached out to you is because about a week ago on your Instagram story... You just kind of threw it out there that hey, I'll come on anybody's podcast. Yeah, I, well, I got some I, tea to really spill.
0: I've never been asked, so I was happy that you asked me. I felt semi-relevant, but but no, I'm excited.
1: No, I love uh, I love talking to people. And look, we know that you didn't. You know, you got four episodes on Clayton season, and you, you appeared yeah. on Paradise last summer. But there's still everyone's got a story to tell, and I think you have. Um, you know, it, it's interesting what you went through because you know you were on Clayton season. There's a lot to discuss there. And then oh, yeah. the short stint on Bachelor in Paradise, but you also have an interesting story in regards to your life right now, based on what I read on your Instagram story in in regards to your new boyfriend and the life that you've now changed into since coming off this show. A new, I, I say, new boyfriend, but it's someone you've literally known for I think like eight years, and you basically rejected him your whole life, and then decided not yeah. to, and you've literally moved for him. And
0: yeah, there's there's a. a- yeah, that's a
1: story. Yeah. But. So I definitely want to hear about that. So we'll we'll start off here with um with Clayton Season obviously. You uh Clayton obvious, I think you I'm trying to remember if you are the first woman from Clayton's Season I think that has been on this podcast. I don't think I've had too many of Clayton's women on if Oh, really? If
0: I feel like a lot of any, the people on my season have done a lot of podcasts, but maybe they've been more like Bachelor
1: yeah, podcasts, they, they, you know? like- Oh, yeah. They've all been on the, the Bachelor-affiliated ones, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I haven't had Susie. I haven't had Gabby. I haven't had Rachel. I haven't had Serene. I'm just going like top six, yeah. eight. I. Yeah, I, I want to say I recently might have had somebody I'm already forgotten, but
0: I feel like we were all scared of you. Like, well, just we, you know, because the show, because the show tells.
1: Yeah, because the show tells you to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're so. like, do not talk to him, and you know. So I think everyone's probably scared of you, but I don't really have any desire to come on another show, so I don't really care.
1: So perfect. That's exactly that. That's the type of guest that I get. The people who want nothing to do with this franchise anymore. Because it's not like, oh, well, okay, what are they going to do? Not put me on Paradise? Well, I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't darn. Be it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the Clayton thing is interesting because you're obviously going through casting at whatever this was. This would have been what Clayton season was- aired in January of 22, right? So you went through this in 21?
0: Yeah, it was 2021.
1: Yeah. So you're going through casting. You have no idea who The Bachelor is going to be, but it's coming off of whose Bachelorette season?
0: So it was Katie Thurston. Katie's, yes. Yeah.
1: So a lot of you, I'm guessing, were thinking, oh, we might get Andrew. We might get Greg Grippo. When you were going through casting, what were you telling them and who were you thinking was going to be The Bachelor?
0: So, it was, gosh, I guess it, whenever I was going through casting and whenever I had my final interview, I think it was down to, like, it was the end of Katie's season. So, we really didn't know what happened. Like, nobody really knew who she ended up with. Uh, but we had an idea. Like, they told us it would be someone from Katie's season. So, it was either Michael A., the dad, yeah, um, Andrew, or Greg. And from what I gathered, like I said, Greg, I just, I don't know. I thought he was cute, honestly. And I didn't watch much of Katie's season. So I just watched like the final four episode. I thought Michael was sweet, but I just didn't think we'd have anything in common. And I think around that time he like was commenting stuff on Katie's Instagram. Like there was some weird stuff going on there. Yeah. Um. So I said, Greg, but as far as I know, all the girls from my season said,
1: Greg, and it,
0: or like the girls we talk to about it, they all say Greg.
1: Yeah, and so you're you're going through this. Obviously, they're not telling you. They don't tell the cast um, when you're going through the interview process. They're asking you who you'd be most interested in, and whatever. And then Katie's season ends airing, and then Michelle's season starts filming around, uh, I guess July ish. Yeah, so Michelle's starts airing. No, it starts uh, filming. Whatever the case may be. Katie's season is completely done. So you're fingering, okay, the audience has seen these guys. It's probably going to be one of these guys. You go off to start filming a season of The Bachelor. When did you find out it was one, a guy from Michelle's season that hasn't even completed filming yet. And two, that it was a guy named Clayton Eckerd. Yeah. So it was
0: funny. So before you go on the show and before you fly out, you know your cast, but um, you're pretty much committed. So I would say it was maybe a week, like maybe a week max 10 days before i even knew who the bachelor was like i was talking to they assign you a producer who like calls you and is supposed to get you all excited and like goes over packing and stuff beforehand so you facetime with that producer before and i was like picking his brain the entire time like who is it who is it who is it and he didn't know he was like honestly i don't know um whatever and i remember texting him like one morning i was like imagine if it's someone from michelle's season lol and literally that night i think you or no you didn't spoil it it was like chicks in the office i think got word that it was someone from Michelle season so i started freaking out and then yeah then we figured out it was clayton like a couple of days later
1: yeah i don't remember the dates of everything going down but remember there were pictures that got out of him filming his intro video in kansas city and him yes. showing up and people were just like oh this is the guy well he's on michelle's season we know that but we haven't even seen him on tv yet and then did they didn't they put clayton on katie's after the final rose didn't because he said remember he sat down and they were reading all the mean tweets about about him and he had to yeah sit but that was couch?
0: after we had already filmed like so we had oh, s- okay We saw nothing of him uh, before we went on. They told us about him, and we saw pictures and stuff. And honestly, like, I thought he was cute. Like, he was really tall and played football. And I don't know. I was like, okay, it could be worse, you know. He has a job. Well, well, (laughs) he had a job. Um, You know, could be worse, so I'll take it, you know.
1: By the way, how did you get cast? Did you submit yourself? Uh, How did this happen? (laughs)
0: So funny story, I was going through a breakup with my current boyfriend and my sister nominated me. So I was like all heartbroken over that. And yeah, they called me. I I did not think anything of it because I'm pretty basic. Like I'm not an Instagram model. I didn't have like a cool career. I worked in sales for like a very corporate company. Um, I don't know. Thank God I have... I've gone through nothing super tragic in my life, so I didn't have that going for me. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get cast on the show. Like, I'm a basic girl. Like, there's nothing really that special about me that they could create a storyline about. Um, But anyways, I basically just did it as a way to get my mind off things because I was really heartbroken over that. And, um, yeah, I ended up getting cast somehow.
1: So you get cast, and, you know, you're – you're still like, okay, I still don't know much about this guy, but we'll see how it goes, obviously. And then yeah, first night, limo, what did you do for your limo entrance? And what exactly, like, I've talked to people about limo entrances before, and a lot of them have said, like, I had this idea to do this, and the producer shot it down, and then they decided to, they told me to do this because they thought it would be good, so I just went with it. What was your whole situation with your limo entrance? What did you do versus what maybe you were wanted to do something different how did it work out for you
0: yeah so I remember they tell you beforehand whenever you're talking to your producer like come up with some ideas about what you want to do for your entrance like is there anything special or anything so I had like a couple ideas I think one was um God, I wanted to roll up in like a old old-fashioned car like a Timeless classic car, and I wanted to say something so lame like, this is a I'm looking for a timeless love story and a not so time I don't know, something lame like that. And then another one was to like make a wish in the fountain in front of the mansion, um, which I think people have done before, so I figured they'd turn that down. But they like shot that down, they're like, oh no, 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 we need something wacky. Like, they kept on saying the word wacky, and they're like, a wacky entrance, blah blah blah. And they threw out a – they said they wanted me to come in on a fire truck and, like, talk about sliding on Clayton's pole, like, something crazy like that, and then – or a cop car and, like, put him in handcuffs. It was all, like, these very, like, crazy –
1: Sexual innuendos.
0: Yeah, sexual jokes. And I'm, like – I was telling them, I was, like, hey, I'm not – I'm not a prude. Like I laugh at that kind of stuff, but I can't. I don't know if I'm the girl that can like pull that off. Like I, I don't know if that's me. And before I went in there, I was like, I'm not gonna do anything that's not me. Like I'm really not gonna. I'm gonna try my best to not let production get to me and like stay true to myself throughout this whole thing. And I mean, I want to have fun and stuff, but I'm just not gonna let them. I don't know. I, I watched the show growing up, and you see people that just. Our targets of production and I remember I was like no 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 and I was getting really upset in the hotel room in quarantine I was like oh my god I made a mistake like why are they pressuring me to do all these crazy things and um they finally said like, you've just got to make an impression and do something funny. Cause if not, he's not going to remember you. And that could be the only time that you speak to him. And I was like, well, I'm going to try my best to talk to him. I'm like right up front, you know, I'm watching the show and I see girls coming to steal them. And I just thought that that's how that worked. You know, you can go steal them at whatever point. And I was like, well, I'll just line up and wait for someone to get an appropriate amount of time before I steal them. And that would be that, but that's, obviously not how that worked but um yeah i turned out and i think production like hated me at that point and um i think they ended up saying i said something like yours all we knew about him was that it was tall so right before like the thing he was like hey can you just say like i'm from the south but you're so tall you got me looking all north or something lame like that but it was fine i was like i'll take it it's better than a lame joke like that will be okay so I agreed to that finally so that's what I did
1: I remember that Kira came out in a like a sexy doctor's outfit so so I wonder yeah. if, if that was the one so, like you turned down and they gave to her yeah, like, no, they care, never, I
0: said no costume I was like I'm not wearing a costume I spent money on this dress like I'm wearing the dress <laughs> um they did ask me to do like a toy car thing too I think Cassidy ended up doing it and it was funny because So they obviously did not let me speak to him night one at all. Like, I waited in line at the very beginning. They kept saying, no, it's too soon, it's too soon. But, like, obviously they pull girls that they want to speak to him. And um, I remember Cassidy on the bus, like, on the way to the mansion the next day. She was like, yeah, they said... They offered me this toy car thing. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" They offered me that too. I like said no because I didn't know how I'd do that in my dress. Like, I felt like my dress would rip. And she was like, "Yeah, but I made a deal that if I did that, I would be the first person to talk to them. I was like, "Dang, that's smart." And she was,
1: huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about negotiation, pretty much.
0: I know. I was like, "Yeah, but you can't trust them. Like, <laughs> they could easily." not do that and say something came up. But yeah. yeah, I was like, well, if I were to do it again, I would negotiate.
1: So you were there first night and outside of your limo entrance, you never sat with him at the mansion and spoke to him one-on-one.
0: No, I don't think I spoke to him. Like they would not let me speak to him until I think I was on the first group day and they didn't let me speak to them, him then. And, or like one-on-one, you know, um, but yeah, they wouldn't let me like for some odd reason. I think before the second rose ceremony, yeah, I, I still hadn't talked to him. I talked to him right before the end of the second rose ceremony for the first time. <laughs> and it's like amazing. they finally let me. I was the last person that had talked to them then.
1: I mean, it's amazing. You're probably thinking in your head, how am I getting a rose when I've never spoken to this guy? Like, why was it? Well, yeah. Why would he give me a rose?
0: Exactly. So he had already had that crazy one-on-one date with Susie with like the yacht and everything. And he talked to girls like multiple times at this point. And I remember picking, like it was the second rose ceremony and I wanted to wear like a red dress because it was the only other one that like I really wanted to wear. And um, one of the, People on the crew—they're trying to pick out outfits and stuff—and you have to get all your outfits approved. And they were like, "Hey, can you wear this blue dress that I had?" And I was like, "Honestly, I—I I think I'm going home tonight. I haven't talked to him. I really, at least, just want to get one use out of this red dress." And um, she was like, "There's just a lot of blondes and red. Like, it won't look good on camera. He, you won't stand out. Blah blah blah." I was like, "Honestly, I don't care. Like, nobody's let me talk to him anyways. Like, I was kind of pissed." And so the person pulled me in a closet, and I don't know if it's because they knew I was from Houston and we were going from Houston, but I don't know. I do not know any of this, but uh, she's, she said, hey, you're not going home tonight. Wear the blue dress. And I didn't go home somehow, but yeah.
1: <laughs> that's really interesting because yeah. w- people want to know what goes on behind the scenes there. That's I think that's a pretty good reveal of, look, production knows. It's not like they're finding out when Clayton says the name at the rose ceremony, production is well aware who's staying and who's going. So,
0: yeah, um, I think to a certain extent they are, yeah. you know.
1: So, we you make it through night 1, you said first group date of the season for you, which was the um the what relationships red flag challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that one. So, you do it's like um wasn't it like relay races and shit like that?
0: Yeah, so we had it was like a gosh what did we do it was a never have a ever game i think and then we did the the relay like a red flag obstacle course
1: yeah okay and the main thing that happened in that second episode was even though you weren't on the group date was what was going on with cassidy and cassie ended up getting the group date rose on the on the first group date of the season, but there was this, yeah. whole, this whole thing back at the mansion where I believe it was Sierra. Cause Oh no, <laughs> you know what I remember? What I said at the beginning of this podcast, I was like, I don't think I've had anybody. I just had Cassidy on like three weeks ago. And oh, she, funny, and she was the first one from your season. That's where I knew that I was. That's why I said that. Cause I was like, I got something triggering in my head. Yeah. Cassidy came on and she's a completely different person now than she was back then. I mean, she is a, um, she's a recovering alcoholic she was definitely um drinking a lot and she admitted um, oh yeah
0: i mean they're feeding it to you there's like limits but there's yeah. ways to get around it you and,
1: know and she's over 100 days sober now and she couldn't be happier so yeah but she was at a time in her life where didn't give a shit and was drinking a lot excessive amounts mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um but the big storyline was in week 2 that she had said something to Sierra about a fuck buddy she had back home and stuff like that. Did you had you were there, but did you know anything about this? And then, like, remember, Clayton took his her group date rose away from her and basically just said, "You need to go." Basically, believe the other women over and didn't appreciate what she said about you know having a, a fuck buddy back home. What did you know no. about that situation?
0: I had no idea that any of that was going on. I remember people were pissed because she, you know, was the typical, like, kept stealing him type of thing. But really, that's probably production pulling her and saying, oh, Clayton wants to talk to you. You know, like, if if you've been on the show, you know. But it looks like she was probably going to steal him a couple times. But production's probably telling her, hey, Clayton wants to talk to you. Clayton wants to talk to you. And she's going to talk to him multiple times. Um, So I remember girls were pissed because they were like, She got the rose, she stole them a million times, but, you know, but that was the extent of, like, what I knew, just because that early on, you really are only friends, like, you you talk to the girls that's, like, in your bunk or who you're getting ready with or who's on your group date, so I wasn't very good friends with anyone on that group date at that point, so I don't think I knew anything going on.
1: So one of the things that also happened at the beginning of that uh, on your group date where it kind of started was the Sinead and Elizabeth, quote unquote, feud, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What did you yeah. hear and what did you know about what was happening between the two of them?
0: So I I didn't know anything going on the date. So they take you on a bus, like on a party bus. And I remember on the way to the date that Sinead was – very like on her own and sitting our producer so we were all in the back of the bus and shanae was at the very front me and shanae were cool then which we're fun now but at that point i didn't think anything was wrong i thought it was kind of weird she was just right next to her producer um but yeah i just thought that that was kind of strange and then all of that went down on the day and elizabeth was kind of like during the day portion Uh, Elizabeth was like, I think Sinead's pissed at me. I don't really know what happened, but I think she's mad at me, basically from what I understood. But then it was funny. So, you change after the day portion of the date. So, we did the obstacle course for changing for the night portion, and we're in hotel rooms getting ready and Shanae's in a room by herself and we have like three girls in our room. I think it was me, Kate and Rachel in a room and it was originally just supposed to be me and Rachel, but they brought Kate in our room and I was like, that's weird that she's getting exiled right now. Like they're already separating her and doing that whole thing. So it was just weird.
1: And for the record, for those that don't know, it has been revealed since then that, um, Alana was Shanae's producer. Alana. Oh
0: yeah, I don't know if I could say that.
1: Yeah, well, it you can now because Alana has been very vocal about it on her podcast. Oh, because okay. of what she's she been re- revealing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Alana has co- created quite a stir in Bachelor Nation because. Oh,
0: I want to go listen she's,
1: she's out of the TV industry and um, she is spilling a lot of uh, tea in regards to the shows that she worked on. Um,
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: She's kind of gone scorched earth on the franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she, her, but her and Shanae were like attached at the hip. Yeah. Like she did not let Shanae out of her sight, yeah. basically.
1: So the third week was your group date again. And you had the uh, Baywatch group date where you guys were all dressed in. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Baywatch won pieces. Uh, Nicole Eggert from Baywatch comes and you do the whole thing. And Gavin Gabby won the extra time with him or whatever. And it continues with Shanae and Elizabeth. First off, talk about the Baywatch date. Was it cold that day?
0: Oh, it was freezing cold. Like I had never been so miserable in my life. I remember we knew it was beach, but we're, so we were pumped about it being a beach date. Um, and, I remember thinking it was volleyball like some type of sports related thing so I was just happy that it wasn't that but it ended up being way worse because it was baywatch and we were in tiny little one pieces and you know everyone's like self-conscious about their body and they're making us do the most stupid crazy stuff but um but yes yeah, so it was freezing but what I remember is so they show me a little bit on the night portion like crying because Clayton called me out for like being a bully about Shanae stuff. So we had these races that they made us do. And I think that they were trying to like start beef between me and Shanae, weirdly enough, because they put us up against each other and we had to race to the water, pull out a dummy. I don't know if I'm making sense. It's hard to explain because the scenario was really odd, but I remember thinking, why wouldn't they put Shanae and Elizabeth against each other?
1: Yeah.
0: But they put me and Shanae against each other, and I didn't really have that much. I mean, I didn't like her at that point. Like, We didn't hang out, but they put me and Shanae against each other, which I thought was really weird. And then she, that night, like, told Clayton I was a bully and not Elizabeth. I don't know. It was
1: really weird. Well, what were your thoughts on Shanae? Like you said, you didn't like her, but what was the reasoning behind? Because you weren't the only one who didn't. I think pretty much the whole house didn't like her at that time but but what was the reason was it was there more to what we were seeing on camera
0: i think no not really because it was weird it was like in because we shared a closet together like we would get ready around the same area and um she was always really nice like during the day like whenever the big cameras weren't around she wasn't mean or spiteful towards anyone and she'd always act really friendly and she was friendly towards me but i didn't go out of my way to like hang out with her in the house just because like she turned her back on elizabeth really quickly for basically nothing like elizabeth didn't do anything wrong and threw her under the bus for no reason so i think people were just trying to stay away from her not trying to be mean to her but also just like keep their distance so that they wouldn't become a victim, but, um, but yeah, so I think she had just never seen the show, and she didn't realize, like, what was going on, but it was our first group date night portion, I didn't get to talk to him that night either, like, production wouldn't let me, and they basically blamed it, they were like, well, it's because Shanae, Shanae's the reason you didn't get to talk to him, because, you know, and I'm like, y'all could've had us an extra 10 minutes like please i haven't gotten to talk to him this whole time um but yeah so i kind of knew like what was going on but at the same time you can't act like that like you kind of have to play their game because if not they kick you off so i don't know it's weird so i didn't care for her but i kind of knew that she was just getting played a little bit
1: so you were well aware that She's the villain of our season as it's filming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%.
0: Will. Okay. Because, I mean, you can just tell in interviews they're they're saying, well, you know, so what do you think of Sinead doing this? And their tone is very, uh, I don't know.
1: Well, just the fact that they're asking you about a specific Yeah, 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 yeah. In the ITN, They
0: ask you about certain people and they paint certain other people in, like, great lights. Yeah. And then they turn it really quickly and towards people that they don't like or want them to be painted a certain way.
1: So, um, at the time of you filming this show, when you went to film the show, you were living in Houston, right? Or outside of Houston. Yeah,
0: I was in Houston. So my hometown, like where, if I were to make it to hometowns, it probably wouldn't have been in Houston. I'm from like a small town called orange, but yeah, at the time of the show, I was living in Houston
1: and the first travel of the season you find out after the third rose ceremony you're gonna to go to houston texas so oh my
0: god yeah i was so i was so mad oh you were, you were uh, well, I mad. mad i think i was I, I was excited like whenever they first announced it because i was like at least i would have something to talk to clayton about because our first conversation was fine like whenever i talked to him at the Second row ceremony, I guess it was fine. Like, I at that point I was like, Oh, this guy really likes me. And then the next one, he was really rude to me, like calling me out, thinking I was a bully. And I was pissed, like, I kind of wanted to leave at that point because I was like, This dude doesn't even know me. He's talked to me one time and then he's like questioning everything about me because of what someone said. So I was like, at least I'll have something to talk to him about. Like, I'm in Houston, so i will have, like, a conversation topic. But, yeah, I mean, I was hoping I'd get to go somewhere cool. But then I was like, oh, wait, there's a very good chance I could go home here.
1: <laughs> yeah, the show has a track record of eliminating women or, <laughs> or men if they happen to travel that season to a city where one of the contestants is from. A lot of times they've gone home in that city. And well, that- I mean,
0: like, it's not shocking. Logistically, it makes sense. If it's not like, yeah. okay, they're going to go all the way or they're not going to add any type of entertainment element, then, like, let's just bring them until that point and then ditch them. And it was me and Sierra that went home, like the two Texas
1: girls. And Jill went home your episode, right? As well. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 Jill too.
1: So when you left, when you left Houston – did you obviously didn't have to fly you didn't have to get on a plane to go what happens a car took you home
0: (laughs) (laughs) so no I got eliminated and I wasn't I think at that point I was just so ready to get out because it's just such a pressure cooker and I was just so over it you know you have no sleep so I was content at that point with going home because I couldn't imagine like lasting any longer like I had no connection with Clayton I didn't really like him at that point and I was sad that I didn't get to travel more because at that point I was like, well, I guess I'll just try to make it so that I can go visit some cool places and maybe get a brand sponsorship out of this crap. But um, anyways, yeah, I called my mom like I started crying to the therapist that I needed my phone because my apartment was there. It was right down the street of the hotel, but (laughs) I didn't have my keys and, um, like, my parents had my keys because we didn't realize that we would be going to Houston or that I'd be in Houston whenever, you know, we figured they would have to pick me up from the airport and then I would go home after that. So I ended up getting my phone and being able to call my mom, like, right after the rose ceremony. And my mom came and picked me up
1: <laughs> at the hotel.
0: <laughs> yes, at the hotel.
1: <laughs> okay. So before. But, but, Let's backtrack a little bit. You had that group date uh in Houston at NRG Stadium where you guys had the flag football game. Or not I don't want to say no, wrong. Not flag football game. Tackle tackle football. Like you guys literally put in pads and just have at it with each other was that did yeah. you get hurt during that did anybody uh, no. oh
0: my gosh yes i i got hurt during that whole freaking show i swear to god <laughs> i um like the obstacle course date, i think shanae like pushed elizabeth and like i was the one that took that fall like she landed on my neck and it hurt so bad i still have like a i have a big lump on my neck that i thought was cancer for like the longest time but it's just like a i don't know uh lipoma like a post-traumatic lipoma from that accident in the obstacle course and then yeah tackle football i mean i was just bruised nothing crazy um i probably could have got some attention and gotten hurt on the sidelines but um no i mean i was just bruised up and beat but we all were like that was torture
1: yeah it looked like it was torture (laughs) i mean it looked really bad so when you go home at the end of four episodes i want to ask you this when you left the show you obviously had seen him interact with a lot of the women. Who did you think in your mind that Clayton was most into, or who did you think he was going to pick?
0: Oh, I, I, so I was really good friends with Rachel. I mean, I'm friends with all the girls, but all of us, like, this is bad to say, but none of us felt like we had like a crazy connection. Even like I knew Susie would make it far, But I think even Susie said, like, I think we're just friends. Like, I think at that point, whenever I left, Susie didn't have or didn't think that she had, like, a crazy connection with him um, from what I understood. But um, Rachel was, like, head over heels. And I could just tell that he really liked Rachel. Mm. And I was on group dates with Rachel up until that point. So I really, my bets would have been on Rachel.
1: Um. So the interesting thing is, okay, so you last four episodes, you go home in Houston. When you, when you look back on kind of, I don't know, everything that happened on the show for the four episodes you were on, like what was the one thing that you either learned or or stuck out to you the most just from being on the show for those four episodes?
0: Yeah, so I I've gotten this question before, like what was the most shocking part? I think obviously just – the control that production has over everything, as far as like what you wear, um, if you're able to talk to him or not, that was shocking. Like I thought I would not have a problem speaking to the guy. Um, Obviously they wouldn't let me do that. But what I always tell people is whenever you're, you get cast on the show, you fly out to LA, I I was post COVID, but there was still a lot of COVID rules. So we were in quarantine for about a week, maybe. I'm not sure, in L.A., and so you're just stuck in a hotel room, and before you get cast on the show, you have to give a list of, like, all the medicines you take, whether it be, like, Tylenol, melatonin gummies, or anything like that, so I had, and me and a lot of the other girls, I had a prescription that I was prescribed, and The cast doctor is really great. So he comes in whenever you're in the hotel, and he goes over all the medicines you take, any type of prescription or, like, controlled substance he takes, and he gives that to you, like, each night whenever you're on the show. But I was prescribed, like a lot of girls, birth control. I was mainly prescribed it for skincare at that point, like, just so I wouldn't break out. And he said, hey, leave this. Leave this with you. It's not like you could OD on birth control, right? So just keep that in your cosmetics bag or whatever, and you'll be good. And I'll give you your other medicine later on. So I was like, "Cool, great, that sounds good." So before night one, you leave all your luggage packed up, ready to go in the room. So they'll bring it with you if um if you're if you get a rose, they'll bring it with you. Um, But whenever you're gone during night one, your luggage gets searched. So they told us that, that all of our luggage would get searched, I guess, just to see if we had any bone, what's it called? Like burner phones. Yeah. Or, you know, like technology or weed or something like that from what I'm assuming. So whenever we get our luggage back, I'm looking for my birth control, like in the mansion. And, you know, at that point there's still probably 20 girls. So, I'm just assuming I lost my birth control. But even then, like I didn't even think to take it because everyone says, which I'm sure you've heard this, like you don't get any sleep. I mean, truly, it would be like two hours of sleep. Like we would go to sleep at 5 a.m. And they'd say, hey, you have to be pulled for an interview at 8 a.m. So you have to have your night one dress on. So I'd get up at 7 a.m. So you had like literally no sleep. So you're already out. Of your schedule so I would say like a week in I was like gosh I lost my birth control and then someone else would mention oh my god I lost my birth control too and I don't know if they do this on purpose or what like if this is a tactic to make all the girls go crazy but they the company that searched our luggage took all of our birth control now I don't know if this is like a one time thing because whenever we brought it up to production like hey we're all missing our birth control what is up and they were like oh my gosh, we had no idea. Let's go look. And they eventually gave it to us back. But yeah, we were all like hormonal and crazy and sleep deprived like that first week. And they said that that wasn't on purpose, but I don't know. I was like, that's a good tactic to make girls crazy because your hormones are all thrown off. But yeah, that was something that I always tell people that just like shocked me. I did not think that that would happen, but yeah.
1: I've, I've always thought this and I've always said this. I've always thought that one of the ninth, I've always thought that the ninth wonder of the world is how women who work in the same office, same vicinity, even if they're on birth control, always, you know, you, you tend to cycle up. up. Yeah. You get synced up. You guys, (laughs) you guys, you guys start at the same time because, and I've just never understood that. I get, I get it's some sort of, I, I still don't yeah, even really I don't, understand. I
0: don't know the scientific reason either. But it does but happen. Everyone's like, you know, walk watching it, like growing up watching. I was like, why are these girls crying? Like it is literally the second day or something crazy. It's like, yeah, because we're all crazy. We've we haven't eaten much, like because we're on TV and trying to look good. We have like two hours of sleep. They take our medicine. Like it is literally like you are at your worst version of yourself like those first couple weeks i think you end up getting more sleep like as time goes on but i don't know if it's much
1: so just out of curiosity when take the show aspect out of it if you're a a woman who's taking birth control regularly and then you for two weeks just decide i don't know i'm not going to take it or you forget or something like that or you lost it for two weeks what what happens you just get thrown it you just
0: it just like throws off your hormones. So okay. like your skin can break out. Some people are moodier, like it probably makes me a little bit more emotional. Like I'm emotional to begin with. So yeah, it probably makes me a little bit more emotional, like if I'm thrown off, but but yeah, it definitely it affects different girls differently. So you just never know unless you you do it.
1: But but yeah. But you had fifteen to twenty women who were basically all taken off their birth control at the same time because the <laughs> yeah. show took it away. Yeah, which I
0: don't know who all was prescribed it. Like, I don't know those stats, but, yeah, we, whoever was prescribed it was all – we were all off.
1: That is so weird. So yeah. you go through that experience, and you're like, okay, you didn't get a lot of camera time. Like you said, there wasn't – I don't remember one one-on-one conversation of you ever No,
0: it didn't show me talking to him at all, which I only talked to him, I think – Twice, twice, yeah. uh, the like month I was there. So, yeah.
1: So they, then at what point are you approached to, Hey, you want to come back and join this shit show and come down to Mexico yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and be on, uh, and, and, Bachelor, in Paradise. And be on Bachelor in Paradise season eight. What, when did that conversation start? What made you want to go back and,
0: yeah, so I think, so I wasn't shown much, obviously, on my season, but um I definitely don't think I got a bad edit. Like, whenever they did show me, it was always in a good light. And I don't know, I, I didn't have, like... I didn't think the show portrayed me in a negative way, like, oh, that's not me, which I was just kind of in the background, so how could you, right? So, I, I wasn't, like, super, obviously, had a bad taste in my mouth from production, but they approached me, I guess it was right after Women's Tell All, but they approached a lot of girls, like, there were so many girls that got calls um, from our season, like, a ton of night one girls, so I didn't feel, like, necessarily special, um... But I was like, I'll keep it on the table because they pay you, you know, to go on the beach. So, I'm not going to say no. And, of course, you know, they they make it sound really awesome <laughs> whenever <laughs> they say they're like, oh, well, you didn't get much time to talk to them. But on Bachelor in Paradise, you can talk to whoever you want, whenever you want. And so, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe the most negative aspect for me is just that I wasn't allowed to speak to the lead. So I felt like I didn't really have a chance, but I was like, well, maybe in paradise, it'll be different. Like that one thing will, you know, change and maybe it'd be better. But honestly, I was just like,
1: Hey, I'll get paid for it. So when you go down to the beach, were you thinking you might actually get there, um, earlier or what happened with you on the beach? And who who did you tell them you were interested in? And when you got down to the beach, you were one of the late arrivals, and we all know it's basically slim pickings if you're oh, co- yeah, coming yeah. in episode four or five, and that's what happened to you. So you arrived with NC, um, and you didn't even get to go, you didn't even get to go on a date because of the whole <laughs> yeah. Logan Kate thing.
0: So I knew that I wasn't going to be because they made the call. They told me I was on the show, but they made the calls to the people that were first sand they call it, you know? Well yeah. like in the first group and I wasn't in that group. And so I knew then I don't know why. I just had it in my head. I was like, I just know I'm gonna be last. And I honestly wasn't that mad about it, which it's crazy because I feel like in the past girls were like, Oh, I do not want to be last. Like that's a slap in the face. I really didn't care because it was when all the relations like I true at that point, of course if I was going in first, I probably would have been more, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about the whole thing. Like, oh, this is going to be... I could find someone here. So many people find their person in paradise. Like, the odds are better, you know? Um, but because on this last... It, like, kind of took the pressure off of it. And, like, reality set in. Like, hey, I'm not going to find... My husband is not there. But let's just have fun and look cute and have a drink and get paid for it. Like, that's kind of my... That was my thoughts going into it whenever I figured I'd be one of the last people. But yeah, so I talked to, I didn't know any of the guys. like Because once again, unless they were from an old season, we hadn't watched Rachel and Gabby's season. So I didn't even know most of the dudes. And we didn't know who was on the beach at that point. Um, but Rachel said that Tyler from her season. I forgot his last name. Norris. Uh, What?
1: Tyler Norris
0: yeah, she was like, he is so nice. Like I would recommend him for you. So I told them him,
1: uh, but that was it. So you go down there though. And I don't remember what Tyler's situation was at the time. Maybe he was like all
0: in on that girl. Brit- oh, he's with um, Brittany.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. He was with, uh, Brittany. So, so he-, he was like, yeah. So I remember, so I'm in paradise and it's crazy. Like. Steve, I do not think that they meant for me to go on a date. Like, truly, I'm not convinced because I get there. and I'm in the Hotel in Mexico, and they're like, hey, we'll call you when we're ready for you. And I was like, great. Take your time. I'm getting paid no matter what. Like, I'm in no rush <laughs> sort of thing. And um, so I was just chilling. Like, our room was super nice um, that we're sequestered in. And so um, I have one night... Convince one of the staff members to let me go to the gym and they walked me to the gym and they were asking me like I don't remember what they were saying but they were like did this producer come talk to you like and it was a date producer and I didn't know who she was I was like no honestly no producers have called me on the phone nobody has talked to me like since I've been here No one has contacted me in my room. Typically, they're coming in. They're talking to you. And it was the end of the show, so I figured, I don't know. Like, they're probably tired, honestly. Um, They're like, oh, okay, this date producer will probably talk to you because at this point, you'd go in, you'd have a date card. And I guess just to clear everything with you, like, before the date or get, I don't know, what the point of a date producer coming to talk to you. But I never saw one. And so it was the next day and a handler comes over and they're like hey your call time is this you're going down to the beach and i'm on my way there and i'm finally like so what's the plan like do i get a date card what's going on and they're like yeah you'll get a date card and they're telling you like oh this day is all about you you know you're gonna get the state card everyone's gonna be looking at you you're gonna be all fresh walking down to the beach and i like got nervous right and so i'm like gosh i've never even been shown talking to a guy on tv and now i'm gonna have this whole day and i remember talking to nc before and we're like it'd be fun if we did a double date but we didn't tell production that because we weren't supposed to know that like we weren't supposed to be talking to other cast members about it and um so little did They think we were excited whenever we walked down to see each other. But finally, um, I got down to the beach. They make me film all the B-roll about walking down and all that stuff. And they had to go. Like, I was set up camera, like, waiting for them to say the, um, hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm from Clayton Season, blah, blah, blah. And a camera crew set up. Like, I'm in place. I'm mic'd up, everything. And they're like, we've got to find you a producer. Like, they did not have a producer to talk to me. Nothing. They had to go hunt down someone to interview me. So I I just truly don't think that they thought I was going anywhere.
1: But you get down there and you ended up asking Logan on a date, but he he declined because Kate told him, don't you dare go on a date with her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't even know Logan. So I got down there, which they didn't show this, thank God, because I was like humiliated. So I said, who do I even at? Like, I don't know who's down here, blah, blah, blah. And whenever I'm talking to the producer, They're like, we'll start off with Tyler since you know his name, and then we'll go from there. Like, I'll give you a list with names and everything. So go talk to Tyler. He was so nice, though. He was like, "Uh, I just got here not too long ago, but I love Brittany, which they broke up, like, shortly after. But he was like, I think there's someone here for you. Like, he was very nice about it, like, politely declined me. And then I went back to my producer, and I was like, okay, now who do I ask? Because I don't know any of these guys, and it looks like everyone's coupled up. And they obviously pointed to Logan, because I guess I was on, like, his list or whatever, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't even know who Logan was. And I even said, I was like, isn't he talking, like, isn't he with Kate? And they're like, yeah, but he wanted on a date. She went on a date last week, blah, blah, blah. It's funny, because I was texting Kate before, and we both thought we'd be, like, last. And she w- we were both on the same page. Like, we all said, like, hey, if you need to steal our guy for a day, like, none of these guys are going to be our husband, most likely. Like, us coming in late. Like, let's just all have fun. You know, take it all with a grain of salt. So he came up to me whenever he talked to me. He was very, like, Um, oh, yeah, like, you've been on my list. I've been waiting for you to come down. I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow, someone knows who I am type of thing. Um, So he said he'd be willing, obviously, and then Kate said no. So whenever he said he'd be willing, I was like, oh, awesome. Like, Kate will be cool with it. Like, (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea. So I was so thrown off. And then after that, they made me go talk to the twins um, (laughs) from night one. So I talked to the twins and they were like, yeah, no, we're good. Like we're not open to going on any more dates. So I got turned down by like four guys. They only showed Logan. They acted like I went down there like all for Logan. But no, I got rejected by everyone. Like no one was even willing to go on a date with me. So I was like, I'm out. Like this is humiliating. I'm out of here. And luckily they didn't show it like that, but they very well could have.
1: Were you, I mean, did you speak to Kate after filming was over and been like, the fuck why didn't you let me go out with him or were you mad no, at kate for doing what you no, did or I, was, no?
0: I was pretty uh, i mean i wasn't mad at kate in the moment but i thought that she would reach out and um i mean i was just i was kind of shocked that she said no but it and then i was like dang maybe she really liked him like i kind of felt bad i felt bad for asking him on a date but i thought i still thought she would reach out but she didn't and yeah it's funny like Logan reached out to me, like, right after. He was like, I made a huge mistake, blah, 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 because obviously Kate dumped him. Um, Tyler reached out to me after him and Brittany broke up. The twins reached out to me. Like, I was like, no, screw all y'all. Like, I wanted to go on a date with y'all, and y'all all all turned me down on TV.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess. But, yeah,
0: I don't really talk to Kate much anymore. I mean, we're fine, but I don't know.
1: I mean, I guess some points for the guys reaching out after the fact, but like I said, very little because what good did that do you? I mean, you got rejected on TV and like, yeah, you said, thank God they only no. showed one of them. They only showed one of them. Yeah.
0: Thank goodness. Cause I think like, cause they tell you to talk to everyone, like even NC. Um, I think Andrew was like, Oh yeah, I'll go on a date with you. Like 100%. Like he was so excited. And they still made her talk to a bunch of people, I guess, so if need be, they can edit it like they they asked everybody, and everybody said no, and it makes you look really stupid. But yeah.
1: So that was your experience on the two shows. I mean, do you look back on it fondly? Do you still keep in touch? Did you make good friends with any of the women that are still friends to this day? Or do you look back on it and be like, good God, what a fucking waste?
0: I mean, like probably a little bit of both. Um, The girls were great, like, for the most part. Like, I'm cool with everyone. I feel like I do, like, live in Texas. so I'm kind of in a bubble in a way. Like, I don't do the L.A. thing. I don't really do the New York City thing. So I feel like I have been kind of in my own little world since the show. But I do still keep up. I keep up with everyone on social media. Like, we all talk. And then, like, I still am friends with Rachel. I'm still friends with Jill, Hunter, Kira, um... Yeah. I mean, we don't talk every single day like we once did, but I still consider them
1: all like my friends. So we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, a lot has happened in your life personally since this all went down. And I don't want to try and piece together the things that I saw on on Instagram stories just because I've kind of forgotten the details. But you have shared, I mean, you're currently in a relationship. Um, yes. You have moved to another city uh, with your boyfriend You've moved to a, I, I believe, a, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, a rural part of Texas. Are you Yes. A, okay, so you're very rural now. You're not a yeah. city girl anymore. But explain everybody, this guy, uh, your boyfriend that you're with now, where it started, the I don't know how many times you got together and then broke up or yeah. whatever, and what brought you guys back together?
0: Yeah, so uh we met in college we had like a fling in college but never anything that serious like he was a dumb college boy and then after that like i had another boyfriend i was kind of doing my own thing but it was like kind of a joke that he would send me quarterly messages like trying to ask me out again and i kind of turned him down well 2020 rolls around i finally agreed we dated for like a hot minute Um, he had some personal stuff going on. I'll go into it. But, um, he broke up with me and I was devastated, like devastated, which led me to going on The Bachelor. And uh, funny enough, he ended up like, I didn't talk to him or anything after that, but he messaged me right before I left to film the show because my birthday was around then. And so he sent me this long message, like basically asking for me back. And I was like, um, I'm going on The Bachelor Bye. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we kind of just reconnected after paradise and everything. And yeah, he owns businesses where we live. So I always knew like I couldn't, I would have to move to where he is uh, just because he can't move and I could. So yeah, I'm living in a rural area. That's the best way to put it. But no, it's good. I was born and raised in a small town in Texas, so it's not that much of a culture shock for me but I have lived in Houston for a while so it's a change but no it's been going good and
1: we' you're in East Texas
0: yeah East Texas so I'm like two hours east of Dallas
1: Oh so you're only two okay I thought you were okay I thought you were farther east okay
0: no 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 I'm close to the Louisiana border but not too bad
1: okay so you're you're East Texas what's the name of the town Longview. Longview. Okay. I've heard of Longview. Never been there, but yeah. I've heard of it.
0: Yeah. It's not bad. Like, it's not super. Is it, super by,
1: small. is it by Tyler or no?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, most people associate East Texas with Tyler. Tyler. Um, okay. I'm in Longview, which is like an hour away
1: from Tyler. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, are you, and you're still doing, I believe, pharmaceutical sales, right?
0: Yeah. So, I'm in medical device sales, which I didn't do before the show. Um, oh. I kind of got into it after the show, which was a blessing, honestly, because it got me into this career um, just through, I quit my job for the show and I needed a job and this kind of industry came up. Um, So I've learned a lot. I feel like my voice is hoarse because I've been in an OR all day. I swear I'm not sick, but, but no, I'm in medical device sales. So I sell like stuff that doctors use during surgery. So, so yeah.
1: Oh, okay. And just going back to the boyfriend thing, what was it just that you got to spend more time with him now or what made you go from where you were in college to the breakup, uh, to then, um, him winning you back? Like what, did he do anything in particular that won you back or were you just at a time where you were just like, look, look, I know this guy. I think
0: we were both at like, I think we were both never like on the same page. And then I don't. I mean, it was nothing crazy that happened that he like won me back with, um, but yeah. I mean, I could just tell he'd grown up a lot, and I had grown up a lot from everything. And yeah, I mean, it was nothing like hardcore crazy, but. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I knew I always like cared for him, and I always like whenever I dated and stuff. Like after the show, I'd go on dates here and there, and I remember just always. I was like gosh am I ever going to like get over this guy like I kind of always thought that maybe something like I don't think I was ever truly over him I probably thought I was but I don't know. So yeah, nothing crazy but but yeah, we're together and happy and it was just an on again off again craziness throughout our 20s <laughs> and then we finally figured it out.
1: So how long have you been with him in this current relationship? Has it been like about a year, a little over a year or a year? A little
0: over a year, yeah. Okay. I always, like, kind of, we were official, like, last Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving. That's when we both say, we were like, okay, this is This is real this time. Like, we're going to give this a real shot.
1: When you dated post-show or and stuff like that, like you said, you don't know if you were ever really over uh, your current boyfriend. Were you comparing all the guys that you were dating to him? Did you find yourself doing that? Yeah, like- yeah,
0: yeah, for sure for sure You're or like, just like chemistry sort of like we just always really got along and had chemistry and it was just felt very natural and i i never felt like i found that with anyone else before um but no it, it's good
1: and you said you went to college with him right
0: yeah 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 i which, went to college with him which was where texas a&m
1: oh Gig 'em. oh i didn't know
0: okay Gig'em, yeah yeah
1: were you one of the couple... Well, so, when you guys dated in college and you went to the football games, were you one of the couples that would, like, tongue each other after the the touchdowns? Oh, my like,
0: God. No. Please tell me you didn't no. do that. No. So, no. a ms definitely cold. Like, I, it was the best four years of my life, for sure. But we were both, like, two percenters. Like, we would all leave the games early and go to the bars. Okay. But he was... Yeah. He was roommates with Johnny Manziel. So, that was a whole... That's a whole different podcast, but... Yeah, so we he had a was, fun time. He
1: was roommates with Johnny Football? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: what? So did you know Johnny in college?
0: I did, but, I mean, it, whenever we were together, it was brief, I guess. So I knew, like, him before. I mean, I think Johnny's a good dude. but But, yeah, no, I knew him. I wasn't, like, best friends with him. But he was really good friends with him.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah that, yeah, that might be a whole new podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother
0: podcast. Although, Probably different,
1: I, I, although I did, I did. I, did you watch by, by any chance? Did you watch the documentary on Manzel that came out?
0: Mm. Yes. Cause I was scared. Like we were scared that, uh, miles my boyfriend would be in the background because i mean he went to like the husband ceremonies with him draft day with him like the whole thing he'd take his roommates and everything so it's like oh god he's gonna be in the background of this but
1: but they had that what the one friend that they focused on the whole time in that oh yeah that's not him (laughs) yeah i was like wait a second that's not do you did you know who that guy was
0: yeah i knew him too
1: what was his name again and i forgot um uh
0: his name was nathan but we all called him uncle nate
1: uncle nate yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, and that guy was all <laughs> over the place. He was the, the one that, like,
0: sold all of his jerseys and stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know. Or
0: signatures.
1: Yeah, and they were the ones that just making, you know, making bank and going on yachts and going to Hollywood parties and all that stuff. It was well, Johnny yeah, and Uncle Nate.
0: wasn't really a part of that. Like, he didn't make any money, but I think that money that they made definitely probably paid for a lot of our, like, tables and alcohol in college. <laughs>
1: Wow, did not know your boyfriend was roommates with Johnny Football. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, anyway, um, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, first time uh, that you did this, first podcast you've ever gone first on podcast I'm so, ever. I'm so bummed that nobody even asked you. I'm so I I, I don't know, I know why I, I didn't think to ask you. Though. Well, you know i <clears throat> I was I saw your post and I'm like, why haven't I asked this girl to come on and And it's great, like I said, like within three. I haven't had anybody from Clayton season on, and then within the last month, I've had now two of you on. And hopefully, as how could
0: you forget about Cassidy? She was great. I know she
1: was awesome, and she was awesome on the podcast. And I felt like she was so good on the podcast, and so honest and open about how she was. I mean, she admitted, like I was a hot mess back then. She goes, "Yeah, everything that I did was my own fault." Like the stupid things that I said when the show was airing. I don't remember. remember that there were videos that she was sending privately to people that were getting out how much she Clayton sucked and all this stuff. And
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that yeah. was, that wasn't groundbreaking like news. I think we pretty much all thought that, but
1: <laughs> well, I think he's um, fine
0: now. He's fine. I'm not going to crap talk him, but he made a lot of us mad during the show.
1: And I think, um, You know, now that we're further removed, because that's the other thing. Like you said at the beginning of the show, the producers tell you to stay away from me and stuff like that. And, you know, I can't get contestants fresh off the show. I got to wait till they're out of contract, you know. And yeah, so now I I can easily go back and be like, hey, you know, Jill, do you want to come on my podcast? Like, oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: I don't know if these people would. Yeah,
0: Jill has like a boyfriend now. She's doing great. So I don't think she has any. I think most of the girls from our season are pretty far removed. I'm still rooting for Rachel having her own bachelorette
1: season yeah. i mean look she so tried, you might not get her yeah. but yeah well and i can't because she's still under par- oh, yeah, paradise yeah. contract this year so yeah yeah i have to wait on someone like her but um you know i mean i i've reached out to a couple others i i think there's a chance that genevieve will come on at some point oh um, for
0: sure i think she's pretty removed from it too
1: yeah i, I and she's obviously out of contract because the last thing that she was on was was last summer's um paradise like with you so yeah um yeah i just have to you know just have to go through the list and be like all right do i totally talk about all of them so and you know obviously she would have a a different perspective obviously on the shanae stuff since they pitted the two of them uh yeah that was
0: random too i mean i think that was that's a whole different story because they never had like really any beef i think genevieve was just the one that was willing to like put her in her place and yell at her. <laughs> so I think that was, it was surprising to all of us, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think Genevieve will be on uh, probably early next year, hopefully. So yeah, um, that'd be cool. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank it. You. Um, good luck with everything in the future. Enjoy East Texas. Enjoy long. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, no, it's been-
1: <laughs> and uh, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much to Lindsay for coming on. I really like talking to people like that, that, like you said, always say this. Everyone's got a story, you know? She didn't get a lot of camera time. She lasted basically a little less than halfway through the season, four episodes of Clayton season. Got thrown on on the end of Paradise, but had some interesting things to share. Hell, if I knew that 15 women got their birth control taken from them on Clayton season and all cycled up at the same time. No wonder everyone's so raging hormone, hormonally raging on that show. No, I mean, it just, it's different for every person, obviously, but she said like, we all started to realize, wait a second, none of us are taking our birth control. Where did it go? You know, um, very interesting stuff. So I appreciate Lindsay coming on. I appreciate you all listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We only got one more week left in 20. Wait, right? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry we got one more leak left in uh, 2023, one episode left for this year. I don't know who the guest is going to be, but it probably, actually now that I think about it, we're at that time because by the time you listen to this, the Survivor finale will have aired last night, meaning time to bring Stephen Fish back on the show. So hopefully I'll get Stephen Fish back and he will be uh, the guests next week to end 2023, and we go over everything that happened on this season of Survivor. At the time I'm recording this with Lindsay, Survivor finale hasn't aired yet, so I can't really add anything to what happened, but I'm sure the ending is going to be pretty explosive. And of the five people left, I really can only see three people winning, and that's D, Austin, and... I'm blanking. I don't think Katura has the storyline to win, and I don't think Jake has the storyline to win. Oh, but D. Austin, and uh, Julie. Those are the only three I could see winning this season. So we'll see how it plays out. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!